That is the sound of the bell for round number seven of fight number four, Pacific Coast Boxing. Here we go, folks. Punches and bunches. Shoe shines in the corner. Hot sauce to the ribs. Ganchos al hígado. When in doubt, stick it out. Duro, duro, duro. Alfonso Ruiz with my partner, Rick Prado, not at the Standing Eight Count Studios out in Colorado. Rick, what's up, man? Hey, doing good out here, man. You know, um, not not hot like it was, you know, two years ago. You know, it's uh, mid-70s, you know, a little cold, you know, out here. A little cold. I tell you what, man. I mean, you know, when you left, we're st- actually, it's starting to cool down here in SoCal. It was pretty hot. Um, today actually was overcast, a nice little breeze, certainly not the 100-degree weather. So, anyways, yeah. appreciate your dedication, Rick Prado, calling in, putting the work in. Just like waking up at 5 in the morning, Rick, and doing your road road work, that's what you're doing, man. Well, no, yeah, definitely, you know, in the, in the high altitude out here, you know, I've been doing nothing but training. I could, yeah, I could imagine. I could imagine yeah. just, just, just to get ready, just to get set, like, like the great ones do, man. Uh-huh. Well, I tell you what, man. Um, there were some great ones that fought over the weekend. Well, some great ones and not so great ones. So yeah. it was an interesting weekend of fights. Uh, we're gonna cover those. You know, Lomachenko made his return. Gervonta Davis at the 140 pounds. We're gonna get into those two fights. Um, I, I came out, I'll just tell you right now, a little sneak peek. I came out more of an anti-Lomachenko fan than go heading yeah. into the weekend, Rick. Yeah, no, it, uh, you know, a couple mismatches, you know, this past weekend, but you know, we'll, we'll, we'll get into it. Yeah. And that's exactly right, Rick, a complete mismatch. I just thought it was, uh, just not good for boxing, not good for Lomachenko, but whatever, right. We, we, uh, we got through yeah. it. Maybe it sets up a fight with Teofimo Lopez. Uh, we're going to talk about that. Um, just a note to our fans that we're going to be taking a week off for the, uh, 4th of July week. Rick is going to be, you're still going to be out and about traveling, right? Yeah. You know, I'll be, I'll be in Chicago, you know, looking for, uh, the Cobra Lang, yes, uh, boxing gym. That's right, that's right, man. With this, uh, with this trainer, um, who we never—I don't think we ever saw his trainer again. By the way, no, yes, that was it. <laughs> that never, was. We never saw Cobra Lang again. No, we never saw, which is kind of odd, right? Which is kind of yeah. odd, considering that when you think about it, he destroyed Rocky in the first fight. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Rocky came back, trained. So I mean, yeah, that that you talk about something that deserved a rubber match that he never got. But yeah. um yeah, I'll be I'll be doing some trout fishing hopefully at some point next week. So we're going to yeah. we're going to take one week off. So for everybody our uh, international fans from the UK that listen every week, we appreciate you. We love you, but we're going to be taking just one week off. Also, and we'll get into what's coming up, but kind of a slow weekend, Rick. It's really the uh the yeah. Chris Chris Colbert fight on Saturday mm-hmm. and then I know Tim Zhu fights on the 7th and then it's really not till the following week we'll get Gilberto Ramirez, but this weekend Fourth of July weekend, a little bit slow, right? As far as uh, activity. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, not, not much going on. No. All right. So it is round seven, Rick, and you know, as is custom in our show, we are at round seven of fight number four. Um, we always talk about a fight that uh, ended in round seven, and so for me, okay, I'm gonna go ahead and take it, uh, especially after you kept taking the uh, Trinidad and the Puerto Rican fighters. Um, it was 1987, Rick, uh, Mike Tyson knocking out Terrell Biggs in round number seven, Rick. And the reason why this was a big fight for me, first of all, I know you know that I'm not a big Mike Tyson fan, right? I think he's one yeah. of the most one of the most overrated heavyweights of all time. I'm not the only one that thinks that. Other boxing experts will totally agree with me. But going yeah. in going into that fight, right, Terrell Biggs, uh, I think he was like 15 and 0. Um, Terrell Biggs was coming out of the Olympics. I really thought that he had the style, the jab that could um, finally present, you know, some sort of a challenge to Mike Tyson. Didn't happen, ended in round seven, Rick. Yeah, no, um, exciting fight. You know, I think uh, with Mike Tyson, I was a big fan. And I, and I think like others, you know, he, he brought a lot of people to boxing, um, you know, and I, I think he did have holes in his game, but... He brought a lot of eyes, lot of eyes to the bo- uh, boxing uh, world, and uh, you know I always liked watching him fight. And this is probably one of the first um, fights I saw. Yeah, yeah, 1987, man. I, I just like yeah. again, right? Without getting too much into it, 
Um, they, they built him up, right? They built him up. If you have, you know, look at his record, he was fighting in some cases like every two weeks, twice a month. Um, Mm -hmm. it wasn't until he fought, you know, legitimate, that's why, by the way, not only because I, I love Evander Holyfield, but I love him because of what he did to, uh, to Mike Tyson, right? It wasn't until James Buster Douglas, of course, in Tokyo, it finally caught up to Mike Tyson, you know, not being disciplined, not being focused, yeah. somebody who could actually withstand that initial barrage because every one of his fights was the same, right? He'd come in there yeah. in that flurry, right? Uppercuts, bobbing, weaving. And as long as you got through that, right, as long as you got through that and Tony Tucker survived um, the, mm-hmm. you know, 12 rounds. So you started to see some chinks in the armor. James Bone Crusher Smith survived, Right. And that's when you started to see, you know what, if you can hang in there with this guy, you got a shot. I thought, okay, because he had just fought on beat Tony Tucker before the Terrell Biggs fight. So the thought was, you know what, Terrell Biggs is a much better boxer than Tony Tucker. He's 15 and 0. Didn't happen, Rick. Yeah, no, yeah, he just wasn't able to withstand that punch. You know, Tyson, you know, it it was definitely the guys who were able to take a punch. Holyfield, you know. Yeah, Holyfield for the long for a long time was you, you couldn't nobody could knock him out. Right, and it, was, it wasn't until he got really old, you know, people got the best of. Him. No, that's exactly right. And of course, right, just to add insult to injury, Mike Tyson's next fight, Rick. Yep, he knocks mm-hmm. out Larry Holmes in round four. Oh. <laughs> Needless to say, Rick, uh, in our next ep- um, series, which is fight five, fight five, round four will not be Mike Tyson and Larry Holmes, no. okay? Yeah. I can I can guarantee you that I won't be bringing <laughs> that one up in that fashion. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to get back and talk about all the fights that happened over the weekend. Um, boy, do we have some takes and opinions on both of those mismatches and kind of what happens next and yeah. everything else that surrounds it. Pacific Coast Boxing, we'll be right back. All right, Pacific Coast Boxing, Alfonso Ruiz here at Standing 8 Count Studios in Southern California with my partner, of course, Rick Prado, out in Colorado. What city exactly are you in, Rick? Uh, right now, I'm in Centennial. Okay. But, you know, which is a little bit outside of uh, Denver, but uh, pretty much driving all around Denver. It, it, it's one of those cities where everything is a half an hour away. Yeah, very nice. You got to, you got to yeah. check out a Rockies game, it sounded like, huh? Yeah, you know, uh, took in the Rockies game yesterday. Very impressive stadium. Yeah, uh, Coors Field, right? Yeah, Coors Field. Uh, they they serve Rocky Mountain oysters. I don't know if you've heard of them. I do. I have heard of them. I have heard of them. Yeah, man. I'm gonna tell you right now, Rick. I know you're training to getting lean and mean, but it would be tough to yeah. be at you know Coors Field and not have a silver bullet, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, I managed not to not to have a, a drink out there. Good job. Good job, yeah. man. Good job. All right. Well, let's get to the fights that took place uh over the weekend, Rick. There was a there was a couple. Yeah, uh we'll start with the uh ESPN plus card. The uh Lomachenko, he stopped uh, Nakatani in nine. Um yeah, it was just a mismatch, you know, uh, styles, you know, make fights and and this one, you know, Lomo was just too much. Yeah, I agree, man. I tell you, I said it in the intro. I came away um, less of a fan. Not that I was a big fan of Lomachenko to begin with, mm-hmm. okay? Yes, okay, the 396-1, and one, the fighting for a championship, whatever, in his second fight against Salido or whatever that you know that was. Um, nothing against this boxing ability. I just think that it was, like you said, it was a mismatch. He bullied Nakatani. I told you, Rick, that if I'm in Nakatani's camp, this was a bad fight for Nakatani. I don't even know why they would yeah. put, and Nakatani's tough, right? We had him in fight of the year versus uh, Felix Verdejo last year, right? Um, yeah. And he goes the distance with uh, Teofimo Lopez. But this was just a bad matchup. And for yeah. Lomachenko to come out of this fight and all of a sudden with bragging rights, thinking that this all of a sudden puts him in line uh, for Teofimo Lopez— Give me a break. This proved nothing to me. Yeah, no, it, um, you know, as the fight he was going to win, yeah, I made this the uh, the lock of the week, and I had no interest in picking this fight as yeah. lock of the week. Oh, yeah. You know, I pretty much knew that this was going to happen. You know, uh, Nakatani takes too many punches, and, and 
you know, Loma, he was going to be unhittable for uh, Nakatani. That's exactly right. He started doing his yeah. whole, you know, moving around, you know, uh, uh, turning like a cue ball, you know, putting his arm <laughs> a- around, you know, Nakatani's hip and uh-huh. socking him when he wasn't ready. I mean, some of those knockdowns were just outright dirty. I I, I don't yeah. care, man. But, you know, that that's not the sweet science. The sweet science is, you know, mm-hmm. is, is shuffling your feet, getting around a guy, roughhousing, elbows. I mean, give me a break, and then he knocks him. Yeah, I, I, I'll tell you what, man. Yeah, I. I um, now that being said, um, I don't know if they fight the rematch. I know we got some information on that, but yeah. I would love for Teofimo to knock this guy out because you know we start. Here comes the propaganda machine from ESPN, right? Yeah, and from everybody around about how Lomachenko's back, Rick. Yeah, no, it was it was tough to listen to. You know, it was just the whole thing was just a, a Lomachenko love fest. It yep. was, uh, you know, you got Andre Ward saying, "Oh, this fight needs to happen," and and uh, the money, the purse needs to be fifty fifty, and then that's a fair deal. And this is, you know, when did Andre Ward ever decide I'm going to take fifty fifty to fight somebody? Yeah, never. Never. Yeah. No. No. Yeah. And, and, you know, and he's not the champion, by the he, way. How, how is that even justified? Like he's not, he doesn't even have a belt. Yeah. How does somebody without a belt somehow get fifty fifty against the guy who dethroned not only dethroned them but completely uh-huh. in a lopsided victory? I mean, remember that yeah. one judge that they got on that? What did she have it? I think it was eleven to one or something like that, uh-huh. right? No, and she, the, fight, and, the fight wasn't close. No. And, and, and you know the, the the articles, of course, in uh, in ESPN boxing. I was perusing those. Of course, ESPN is in bed with Top Rank, basically mm-hmm. just supporting what you just said about uh, with Andre Ward about how yeah. he's back, he's legitimate, and how um, now, right? We have to definitely believe what he was saying in the first fight. You know, based on what we saw in the Nakatani fight, we have to yeah. believe that his shoulder really was injured, and that prevented him from really being more active against Teofimo Lopez. I'll tell you why he wasn't more active, Rick, because Teofimo Lopez kicked his ass, right? Because Teofimo Lopez put in a virtuoso performance, prepared for it, and Lomachenko was not ready for it. If his shoulder was injured and hurt, why why was it okay for Lomachenko to all of a sudden throw leather in rounds 8, 9, 10, 11? Right. Yeah. No, what 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 happened in those throw? He the, the all he forgot the shoulder was hurt. It wasn't hurt. So yeah, you know, read some of those articles on ESPN, and that and they're just yeah, yeah he, like you said, it's a love fest. Yeah, he he just couldn't figure out um, Teofimo exactly, in that fight, and you know that's that was the big the big issue. No, that's exactly right. And this again, this proves nothing. I mean, not again. Nakatani's yeah. a tough fighter, and we you know we had it as a fight of the year, but that's against Felix Verdejo, man. Right? Yeah. That's against Felix yeah. Verdejo. You can do that. You're not going to do that against a guy like Lomachenko. Proves nothing to me. Um, yeah. I personally wouldn't give him a rematch. I would have him, you know, fight somebody else before you before you step up. But yeah. if it's financially lucrative to Tiafimo Lopez, then so be it. But yeah, not 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 a big fan. I wasn't a big fan of Lomachenko before the weekend, Rick. Now I'm literally like zilch. Yeah. You know, and. and... You know, before the Lopez's were completely against having a fight, and you know, I still think there's a lot of hurdles to get through to to make this fight. But um, you know, because the uh, Tiofimo's dad is saying, okay, well, we'll take the fight, but he has to take the 1.8 million that that I took the first fight. Yeah. So you know, he wants to have the purses reversed, and who knows if Lomachenko is gonna, you know, he probably won't want to do it. No, I doubt it. And I like that. And I hope they really do take a hard stance because remember, Teofimo was completely disrespected. They didn't even put in the uh, the rematch clause because they figured that Teofimo had no shot. So why, you know, why should you have a rematch clause for somebody that you're just going to go in there and, and, you know, and and wipe the, you know, wipe the ring with, right? Um, They completely screwed up. I would love to see that. I would love to see that offer. And really, for them to play hardball and say, yeah, then we're walking away. Sorry, you're not that important because let's be honest. And again, if you read ESPN, right, the only fight to be made is, you know, Teofimo and Lomachenko. That's not true. 
right? At the 135 pound division, yeah. you've you've got Devin Haney, you've got Ryan Garcia, you've got Tank Davis, right? I know we've got some news on him and who you know they're talking about him, who he's going to fight against. But mm-hmm. there's there's a lot of other fighters besides Lomachenko that we'd be interested yeah. in. Yeah, no, I I would love for him to move up and fight uh, Josh, Josh Taylor. Taylor, right? Right. That I mean, the the total total leverage for the Lopez camp. Yeah. It's like, ah, we don't we they don't need him anymore. It's like, sorry, we 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 they, we demolished him. It wasn't a close fight. It was ten rounds to yeah. two, maybe nine to three at best, right? So yeah, yeah g- g- give me a break. But all right, Rick, what 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 else we so, got? I know that wasn't yeah, the only I'll fight. Card, Spirited. Zanabek uh, Alamakani. Yeah. Um, he got a knockout victory over uh, Rob Brandt. Yeah. Uh, this one was a little hard to watch. You know, I think, uh, you know, we're both big Rob Brandt fans. And, uh, yeah. you know, he just he wasn't throwing punches and he was he was taking way too many punches. Yeah, he just he didn't look like himself, you know, and you kind of wonder yeah. if those fights with Murata, specifically the last one, if that just kind of, you know, the old saying, a boxer ages overnight. And you wonder if that's what happened with Rob Brandt. Yeah, we saw him fight live at the Pachanga in Temecula um, several, what seems like, you know, lifetime ago. And yeah, yeah. He, he just didn't look sharp. I, I, it just, it was, it was just disappointing to see, man. Yeah, no, it, it uh, you know, this, I don't, it probably won't be the end, but it's probably the end of him in, in, in a fight that matters. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, you know, yeah. in that hundred, it was at the hundred and sixty pound weight division, right? I, yeah. So, yeah, he's probably going to step into that into that gatekeeper. Unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, the future looks pretty bright for uh, Alan McConney. You know, looking yeah. forward to seeing him. You know, fight some other guys. You know, now he's ten and zero. Yeah. And um, you know, we'll see. Absolutely, you know, he could be somebody that uh, to watch out for in the middleweight division. Yeah, just don't don't, um, don't fight Gabe Rosado or, yeah, or, or anybody like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, the uh, Showtime pay per view card: uh, Mario Barrios. You know, he was knocked out in the eleventh round. Yeah. By Javante Davis. Yep. Yeah. So you know, go ahead. No, I I think that um I I mean good fight action action packed but again we and again a good fight right I, Davis is definitely doesn't fight like his mm-hmm. uh, like his promoter. Um, you know, gave us action. Barrios put in a good fight, but we knew we knew Davis was going to win, Rick. Yeah, yeah. They don't they don't put him in. Mayweather doesn't put him in this fight unless they know for sure he's going to win this fight. Yeah, absolutely. Especially again. So here's the thing: credit to move up to 140, right? I mean, here's a guy that you mm-hmm. know fights at 130, 135, and all the way up to 140. And, you know, Mario Barrios is a legitimate 140-pound fighter, okay? He's not a champion. I'll get into that in a little bit, right? But, you know, the ring has him ranked in the top. uh, I think he's number seven the ring ring has him at. Mm -hmm. He has the whatever version of the bogus WBA. I think he has the regular uh, WBA championship, which doesn't mean, you know, which is garbage. So, yes, you know, he, he moved up. But, yeah, this was not a risky fight at all. Yeah, no. It, no, it, yeah, I mean, and, and, uh, and and as far as Rick, as far as his whole nonsense about, uh, you know, um, Gervonta Davis now being only with Canelo and Armstrong as being the only fighters to ever hold belts, active championships in three weight divisions, I'm yeah. not going for it, man. You know, the 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 WBA. Remember one of our first podcasts, we mm-hmm. talked about how ridiculous it was. The WBA just to kind of level set with all the fans has. Four versions of their belt, Rick. Okay. Yeah. They oh, have yeah. the super. Okay. Super. It's, it's supposed to mean if you hold a championship in a one of the other sanctioning bodies, which is the IBF, WBC, or WBO. So then you would be mm-hmm. the super champion. The regular champion is if you were only the champion within the WBA. Um, oh, guess what, Rick? They also have the interim championship, which means they have yeah. bestowed upon you. The championship of being the next one to fight for possibly the super or the regular. Okay. <laughs> yeah. one, one more, Rick. You think you think I'm done? They have the coveted WBA gold. Okay. You know what the gold championship um is about and how it's earned, Rick? Uh-huh. If you don't know, you're not alone. 
Nobody knows. Even on the WBA website and their own documentation, they provide no information. So they could name a WBA gold championship on a whim's notice. I could be, you could be the WBA gold. Yeah. Doesn't matter. So that's kind of what we're talking about here. So for Gervonta Davis and team to come out and say you're a three division, there's one champion in the 140 pound weight division is Josh Taylor. And everybody knows that. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. 135, which he's claiming. There's one champion in the 135 pound. The guy we were just talking about. That's Teofimo Lopez. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. So and, this whole three you know, weight division and then, is you know, nonsense. Speaking of the Gervonta Davis, you know, I think Mayweather's already, you know, saying, you know, there's plenty of guys in in PBC and and Mayweather promotions for him to fight, but all the fights that we want to see are against guys that are outside of that, and if. We're going to keep getting the same old guys, guys that they can beat pretty easy. You know, who wants to see that? Yeah, no one. No one. When you you look at the – when you look at the PBC stable of fighters, right, and let's go – I mean, I could start at 130 because he's fought at 130. At 130, I would say Chris Colbert, right, primetime. He's the one who's fighting this this Saturday. That would be somebody, but you and I know – they're not going to fight him against Chris Colbert, no. right? Too much of a risk. Okay, so you start moving up. Leo Santo Cruz already knocked him out, devastating fashion. Um, I, you know, no, yeah, they had a lot of fighters. Here's a guy that PBC has listed, Rick, that I think would be a very entertaining fight: Mikey Garcia. Yeah. No, yeah, and I, I would love to see it. You know, he, he's he's coming up in weight. It's probably too dangerous a fight for Mayweather. I don't think he takes that one. But uh, I think it'd be a really good uh, good fight. It'd be a great fight. So that, okay, yeah. that one, right? So I'm saying, you know, yeah, there's a lot of fighters, okay? But, you know, and I could read them off, too. As I'm going, Robert Easter, Dennis Galarza, you know, Alejandro yeah. Luna, Diego Magdalena, Algenis Mendez, Anthony yeah. Peterson, Ivan Redkak, but, you know? Yeah. Lorando Romero. Unfortunately, we'll get like a... Abner Mar is out of retirement to fight Javante Davis, but nobody wants to see that either. Nobody wants to see that either. No, Ryan Carl, Felix Diaz, Walter Garcia, Walter Castillo. Sorry, stop me when you hear a name that you say, geez, that's the guy, you know. <laughs> Subrio Matias, Darwin, Darwin Price, Regis Progreus. Okay, that's an interesting yeah, one. The, the, and the, you know? that would be a good fight. No way he doesn't. No, no way he doesn't. And they're talking yeah. about, I know we got this in the news a little bit. They're talking about Progreus and Mikey Garcia. So, no, you, you keep going through Omar Juarez, Abel Ramos, Devin Alexander. I mean, Andre Berto, you know, oh, not not going not, not, not to happen. He'll probably end up fighting like Omar Figueroa Jr. Yeah. But. Um, yeah, also on this card, we had uh, Erickson Lubin. Yes. The knockout victory over Jason Rosario. Yep. Yeah. You know, so that, uh, you know, that definitely puts, um, you know, Lubin probably right there, you know, pretty soon a, a shot at the uh, at Charlo. Yeah. So Jermail Charlo, right, of course, knocked him out back in 2017 yeah. in devastating fashion, right, with the first round knockout. I mean, yeah. devastating. Lubin, of course, talking a lot of trash about, you know, how he's ready and Charlo just finished him but okay since since that loss he's now reeled off uh six wins in a row rick you know mm-hmm. ortiz he beat your guy ishe smith um zachariah atu nathaniel gilmore terrell gashal jason rosario not a who's who as far as the 154 no. pound but at least with jason rosario it was a name opponent right yeah um that um that had beaten Julian Williams right for the uh for the 154 pound version of of the championship so yeah you know I I, I think it would be interesting to see Lubin now yeah. step up I don't think they'll put him in against Charlo I don't think Charlo will fight him again but there's other yeah. 154 pound fighters that would be yeah. interesting like here's one Jared Hurd even though I know he lost Rick but mm-hmm. why not give him another opportunity yeah, no, um, you know, but but yeah, I think Lubin is up there at the top. It's just not, you know, especially Jared Hurd losing. It's not a really stacked 154 pounds, not like it used to be. Yeah, I think you've got you know Charlo and then kind of everybody else. 
That's that 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 is that is pretty much it. Yeah. But but you still you know you you still got some of those guys. Um, you know, like I I I still consider while well, Tim Zeus fighting on Tuesday, he's 154, yeah. right? But I I still yeah. think that Jared Hurd has something in him. Uh, mm-hmm. Mad, you got Israel Madrimov. Um, don't forget about the towering inferno, Rick Sebastian Fondura. You know. Yeah, he's he's just not ready yet. You know, he's he's, he's a, probably a few years away. Yeah, yeah. You got Carlos Adames, who was a uh, you know yeah. Patrick Teixeira, uh, Brian Castano. So we'll we'll, we'll see, man. Um, what else we got, Rick? I think those are the big fights. I know there was others, but those are the main ones yeah, this weekend, right? The, the, that's just kind of the the, the main fight. The results we had from from last weekend. Gotcha. All right, we're going to take a quick break, Rick, and then we're going to come back and cover the news. Pacific Ghost Boxing, we'll be right back. All right, Pacific Ghost Boxing, Alfonso Ruiz and Rick Prado, all the way from the Rockies in Colorado. Yeah. Let's get into the boxing news, Rick. We do have some stuff that's going on. Yeah, well, we'll start off with the the fights for this next next weekend. Pretty much the only card we've got from uh, Carson, California, is um, Chris Colbert yes. versus uh, late replacement. Uh, I can't even say uh, the last name is Nyambar. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it was going to be um, Gamboa, but uh, Gamboa got hurt. Yeah, and I don't think it would have mattered, right? Yeah. But it, it'll 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 be interesting. I mean, uh, Chris Colbert, I told you, he was a guy that was featured in that documentary that's on Netflix about boxing, which is which is pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, he actually like was a big fan of uh, uh, the executioner Bernard Hopkins. He kind of had his nickname, but um, he, he's you know he, he's an up and cover. I named him right. He's he's in the he's in the PBC. He's at the hundred and thirty pound yeah. division, right? So. Um, and and he's fighting for the WBA interim. I know how you like the uh, interim. <laughs> yes, that's my. I was going to get to that. I'm glad you did. So yes, the coveted interim, which means you get an opportunity to fight for the regular, and or mm-hmm. no, you, he can't fight for the super, but he can fight for the regular. He, or, and, or they can just gift him the gold one. They can gift him the gold one. And and here's another fact, right? And yeah, thanks for for getting me back into the WBA championship. <laughs> there's even been uh there's even been instances where on the same date, okay, two two different boxing cards, same weight division, the same WBA belt was up. Oh. Okay. The 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 interim championship was being fought. How's yeah. that possible? You know, two different uh, cards, ridiculous. two different cities. So yeah, the, the the whole this is what ruins boxing. This is why it's not where where it should be. Why people talk more about. I was at the uh, the the golf range here, Rick, and sure enough, what did my regulars there hit me up on? What did I think about the Paul Mayweather fight? <laughs> yeah, it's oh. all they were asking me about. So yeah. Anyways, but I like Colbert, exciting young fighter, prime time. Chris Colbert, 130 out of Brooklyn, 15 and 0, 16 yeah. knockouts. Uh, I look forward to him. Uh, see what he does against Nyambar. Yeah, yeah, it'll be a good, uh, interesting fight. He probably knocks out Nyambar, but uh, you know, it'll be. Uh, hopefully, this leads to a closer fight. Yep. As a side note, by the uh, way, as a side note, Rick yeah. Pacifico's boxing is waiting to hear back from PBC um, to get a uh, press pass for that fight. So. That'll that that that'll be that'll be pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, so and then July seventh um, from Australia, Tim yes. Zhu. Yes, he fights um, Michael Zarafa. Yes, and this will be an ESPN Plus card. Yeah, yeah. Good luck with that. So that yeah, so that's another fight to uh, look out for. Um, you know, since we won't be here in two weeks, um, July 9th on, on the zone. It'll be Roberto Ramirez versus Sullivan Barrera. Yep. Um, you know, a fight that we're interested in seeing. You know, we want to see Ramirez fight. He hasn't fought in a long time. Yep. And uh, Sullivan Barrera, you know, usually comes and uh, has a pretty good fight. Yeah, but you just have a feeling that this is probably one of his last hurrahs in a major fight, just yeah. like we talked about Rob Brandt. Yeah. If, if Sullivan Barrera doesn't show well here, 
um, uh-huh. then he's going to drop down into that glorified gatekeeper. Um, mm-hmm. and that's it. You know, we saw him fight a couple times. The, uh, the yeah. undercards are pretty good, Rick. I know you're going to get to the he undercards. Just, yeah. He, he just, uh, you know, he started too late yeah. and, uh, you know, I think he's pushing about 40 right now. Yeah. So, although on the back of his card, uh, I think, I think they still got him listed at 32. <laughs> really? No, I don't know. I'm just saying. I mean, oh, okay, kind of like yeah. kind of like Fernando Valenzuela. Uh, I remember when he came to pitch, he was listed at 19, but he looked like he was 39. Yeah, 39. Yeah. Same same thing. <laughs> um, no one but checks. Yeah, there's some interesting uh, fights on the uh, undercard of this one. Yeah, it's uh, you've got Jojo Diaz versus Javier Fortuna. Yeah, which um, you know this is the for the WBC interim lightweight title. Another one. Yeah. Yeah, another one. So it. Uh, you know, it was good that Jojo Diaz, you know, stepped up and, and, and took this fight. This is the fight uh, Ryan Garcia backed out of. Yeah, I'm I'm concerned, right? I mean, I like Jojo yeah. Diaz. Obviously, his last fight, he lost the title on the scales, right? Because he couldn't mm-hmm. make weight uh, at 130. So he's moving up to 135. I give him a lot of credit, Rick. The proverbial yeah. dare, dare to be great. Javier Fortuna, Fortuna is nobody to mess around with, right? A lot of people, depending on who you believe, say that, you know, Ryan Garcia, um, it had more to do with Fortuna than it did to be about anxiety issues. I already told you I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt. That being yeah. said, a lot, a lot of credit to Jojo Diaz uh, mm-hmm. to, to, for stepping up, man, and, and taking this fight. I think he's undersized at 135. So uh, very, yeah. very interesting to see what happens. Well, he didn't have much power, you know, in, in the lighter division. So moving up, you know, it's hard to see that, that, that that's going to change much. So you, you would, uh, you, you would think he's like, you're exactly right. He's undersized in every way, man. So I don't like this fight. I think he needs to stay yes. at one thirty. I think he's very, he could be very competitive. Um, we'll see. Yeah. Um, and another title fight, uh, Tenkai Tsunami versus uh, Sinisa Estrada for Tsunami's uh, WBO Junior uh, Flyweight title. Yeah, I mean, and, you know, hopefully, right, this is setting up um, Sinisa super bad, Estrada, setting up uh-huh. that rematch with Marlene Esparza, who was gifted that decision um, mm-hmm. from last weekend. It is what it is. Um, I'm pulling for Sinisa. She's SoCal East L.A., only because yeah. I would like to see that fight with Marlon Esparza. And I got to tell you, now I'd like to see Estrada beat her. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Finally, uh, you know, kind of, I think Estrada's kind of been um, too much for Esparza. Yeah. And, I, and I think she yeah. will again. Yep, I I, um, I I I think so too. So right. we'll see what happens. But yeah, that's a pretty good card, right? I mean that that that's a good yeah. fight card, right there. When you look at that on the July 9th, an interesting matchup with Ramirez and Sullivan Barrera. Again, Sullivan Barrera, you never know. Very slick, good boxer, right? Um, mm-hmm. Gilberto Ramirez. It's really only what a second, third fight in the light heavyweight division. So, uh, and I'm not a big. Uh, Fan, I'm not sold on, you know, like if, if he was uh, selling stock, I'm not buying any stock in Gilberto Ramirez, by the way, in a, as yeah, a light no. heavyweight, Rick. I think he should have stayed at uh, super middleweight at 168. I think there was good fights to be made there. I'm not sold on him. So, but this is, I don't want to say it's a safe fight, but it's a good fight. It's a good test for him. And then, like we said, the Jojo Diaz for Tuna, can Jojo Diaz really uh, uh, compete at 135? And then Estrada... Yeah. And tsunami, so that's that's a solid card, man. Yeah, no, and uh, even uh, Hector Tanahara is on, you know, the on there as well. So he's yep. always a good fighter out of the Robert Garcia gym. Yep, lightweight. Um, all right, so now we'll start getting into the news. Yep, what's going on? Um, so on the Wilder Fa- uh, Wilder uh, Fury pay per view, it's going to be an all heavyweight card. Uh, you've got um, the Nigerian Olympic. Uh, his name is the one and only. Yep. F. A. Agba. Yep. Fifteen and zero. Yep. And uh, he'll take on fellow unbeaten, um, the Cuban Flash. Yep. Frank Sanchez. Yeah. I I so, think uh, I, I think it's good by uh, the way, Rick, that they're loading it with heavyweights and and you know some prospects. I I, I like that. But go ahead. I know that I know there's others on that card. <laughs> yeah, you've got you plenty of good nicknames too in this. You know, you've got Robert. <laughs> 
the Nordic nightmare. Yeah. Genius. Perfect. <laughs> and uh, Adam Babyface Koznaki. Yeah. Uh, he's fighting, and then uh, you've got Jared, the real big baby, Anderson. Yeah. No, I mean, these are all, you know, Adam Konaki is the one that uh, had a hell of a fight with, um, oh, gosh. Areola. Yeah, with, with Chris Ariola. Great fight. Yeah. So, no, that that's, I mean, and I like that, by the way, right? Sometimes when you're watching cards, especially especially if you're live, it's always a little different. You know, when you go to the, you know, 126 pound, 130 pound, and then bam, here comes the heavyweights, you know? And, yeah. and, it, and it just seems like they're slower and they're more plodding and it's more deliberate. But that's because you're just coming off watching, you know, a couple of 126 pounders, right? Yeah. But when it is nothing but heavyweights, it's just a little bit easier to make the transition to the main event. So I like how mm -hmm. they're stacking that card. Yeah, look, looking forward to that card. Um, also, Danny Garcia, you know, he wants to fight uh, Jermel Charlo at 154 um, after one tune-up fight. Uh, once, once he wins uh, a tune-up fight, he feels like he's ready for that one. I like that fight, by the way. I mean, you know, yeah. all, all of a sudden, um, I, I uh, I'm becoming a Danny Garcia fan <clears throat> for him. Yeah, for him wanting to do that. I mean that because he needs to do something, right? Uh, Danny Garcia, Danny Swift Garcia, he needs to do something here, right? Not not having a good yeah. last couple of years, right? Losing a couple of fights. Uh, I think this could be a big statement fight for him. So why not? I I like I like I like that fight. Yeah, Both no, PBC, no, I, of course. I, I as well, you know, I think it'll be good. Uh, it's good that he's stepping up to take these fights. You know, Danny Garcia probably has a few more big fights left in him, but uh, you know, we'll see. Because uh, you know, Charlo might be you know beatable at one fifty four. I don't know if Danny Garcia beats him, but there really hasn't been a real stick test for him. But you're talking about he's challenging the hundred and sixty pound Charlo or the hundred and fifty four no, no, pound one fifty four. Okay, yeah. Well, he he did, he did lose that one fight, you know, but uh, you know, I wasn't no. correctly for that one. No, I mean, like I said, you know, when you look at Danny Garcia, I mean, over his last, let's just say one, two, three, four, he's three and three, Rick. He's batting, you know, he's five hundred over his yeah. last six fights. Okay, but yeah. but those three losses against some of the best welterweights, you know, mm -hmm. um, you know, best welterweights. Period. He loses to Earl Spence Jr. He loses to Sean Porter. Yeah. He loses to Keith one-time Thurman. Like, that's nothing to be ashamed of, right? Like, you're yeah. fighting the very best at 147. In between, he beats Brandon Rios, Adrian Granados, and Ivan Redcatch, right? So, I mean, yeah. and, and even those guys, right, are not like, you know, ranked 30 or nothing. Those guys are well, probably top 15. They're all, they're, all, they're all smaller guys. Yes, Yes. Yeah. They they are, but I mean, you know, I give him credit, right? When you look at the guys he's lost to, mm -hmm. and and again, on the other side, you can say, well, yeah, when seemingly when he steps up in competition, he loses. Well, yes, he has, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, after beating you know Pauli Malinaji and Lamont Peterson and you know the Ghost, right? <clears throat> yeah. Hasn't been much, so I like yeah. it. I would love to see that fight with Joe Marcia. I don't think he wins. But I think, no. but I think that it would be a very interesting fight if he has the right game plan. Yeah, no, no, yeah, definitely. Um, always game, always game. You know, he, he, even when he lost to Spence, yeah, you know, he he fought hard. Uh, you know, made it made, made it a a close fight. Yeah, the last few rounds, uh, the last few rounds, he actually yeah. was coming on pretty strong. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, Amir Khan, you know, he's. Uh, He's talking about fighting in October and November, and he, and he still wants Kilbrook. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's that's an, that's that's almost becoming like the Mayweather-Pacquiao fight that we finally got it, but it was what mm -hmm. five, six, seven mm -hmm. years too late, right? Yeah, it's, yeah, way too late. It's the same with that one. Don't get me wrong; I still want to see it, right? I still mm -hmm. want to see it. Big grudge match. That thing's been building forever, right? Big fight over there in the UK. Um, yeah. so I'd still love to see it. And trust me, it would still sell out whatever venue that they hosted in there because they still have big yeah. names. Um, and so that's fine. Right. I still yeah, like to see it. It's just, unfortunately, that's as much of a money grab now. Let's be honest. Yeah. 
and you have you know English Week Ten against English Week Week Ten. Always, <laughs> always makes for an uh, interesting fight. Yeah, and you know, I like I said though, I but I'd still love to see it, man. You know. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. It, it'd be a interesting fight. Yep. Um, Juan Estrada versus uh, Chocolatito Gonzalez. Um, it'll be on October sixteenth. That's good. You know, ho- hoping they haven't uh, set a location yet, but uh, hoping for uh, Southern California. Yeah, how cool would that be, right? Uh, uh, yeah. That that would be great. That's their that's uh, fight number three for them, right? Yeah. And then hopefully on the other uh, on the other side of that, Quadras is fighting uh, Sorungvise. Uh huh. And then you know, I think yeah, then the winners will match off. Yeah. Um, the Nonino Donaire uh, versus uh, John Muel Casimero. That fight is now off. Uh, it's scheduled for August 14th uh, because Casimero won't do the uh, VADA testing and, and Donaire uh, said then, well, we're not doing the fight then. Good for Donaire. Good for Donaire, yeah. by the way. I'll tell you, another Filipino fighter, Rick, that does not subject himself to VADA testing. <laughs> you know who that is? Yeah. You know who that is. Yes. Yeah. Pa- Pac-Man himself, who seemingly yeah. shows up, right, with the body and the energy of a 20-year-old, you know? Uh-huh. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, you know, could, could, could be. Um, yeah. Uh, Eddie Reynoso saying that uh, Canelo, you know, that he'll, he'll fight Peter Biev or Bivol in 2022. Yeah, I don't, I don't get that. I mean, it wasn't that long yeah. ago. That you know they kind of charted out the roadmap, which was not him moving up to the light heavyweight division. It's like yeah. he's just not a light heavyweight man. It's like go ahead and beat, um, beat Caleb Plant, right? Mm-hmm. You know, basically unify the super middleweight division, and then right, let's get a fight potentially if he has a belt against Benavides. If not, the hundred and sixty pound Jamal Charlo. That's the fight we want to see. Yeah, you know, I, I just, you know, th- those would be the most interesting fights. But maybe, maybe they know. Maybe Reynoso knows. You know, maybe you don't want to fight the the better athletes that might have the speed advantage um, against you because you know the one guy that was able to beat Canelo, you know, was uh was Mayweather. Yeah, but that you was know, a where, younger, where, faster. You know, it definitely wasn't the power that got it. it no, was the speed. It was the uh, boxing ability. Yeah, and that was much lighter though, Rick. I mean, the, correct yeah. me if I'm wrong, where they fought at, but didn't they fight I, at about was it was it 147? I think it was a catch weight at 150. 150. Yeah, 150. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. 160 is much different, and and that's not that guy's yeah. style. The 160 uh, pound Jamal Charlo, he's not a Sugar Ray Leonard, you know, slick, yeah. you know, boxer who's going to run circles around Canelo. So I, I don't get that. I do not yeah. get him having to move up to light heavyweight, but. Hopefully he doesn't. Hopefully by then something will materialize. Maybe Benavides hopefully is able to get a belt. Although, yeah, he, you know, how can he get a belt if Canelo's going to have them all at one hundred and sixty-eight, right? Well, you know, he could always be the WBA uh, gold. Yeah, they could. They could certainly name him the gold. And you know, he's been calling out Charlo. So wouldn't that be a fight yeah. to say, look, fight Charlo? You know, whatever at one sixty some catch weight, and the winner fights Canelo. And, and and Benavides has been calling for that. That's you know, right. Why don't why don't those two fight? Yeah. You know they're waiting on Canelo, and then the winner gets Canelo. Makes sense. Yeah. Uh, Terence Crawford uh, versus uh, Jose Zapata. Yeah. It's possible for October twenty third. You know, don't like this fight at all. Uh, what do you think? No, I mean Zapata just fought at one hundred and forty. So now you know yeah. now he's gonna he's gonna fight Crawford at one forty seven. What because he's got a name. Uh, yeah. You know, so like, what what are we talking about here? The the eighth ranked, one hundred and forty pound, right? Forty pounder, you know, against uh, you know Terence Crawford, who could be one or two at welterweight. Yeah, it makes no sense. He's so off the grid, is Crawford when it comes honestly to mm-hmm. to, to to fighting to being even considered a legitimate pound for pound fighter. That's why yeah. I'm saying. Look at Danny Garcia, right? Yes, he's you know he, he's three and three in his last six fights. But Earl Spence, Sean Porter, Keith Thurman—that should be the resume of Terence Crawford, Rick. Right? And I know yeah. that you've got the whole PBC, and you know he's with top rank. But those fights can't happen if if you're willing to be flexible a bit, right? 
Not going to yeah. happen. What a joke. So the only fight we're going to see Crawford this year is against a 140-pound fighter. Yeah. No, yeah. Not, no, not good. Not good luck. It's ridiculous. Um, uh, also, um, the last part of our news, uh, Manny Pacquiao, um, he's being sued by um, you know, a, a promoter out in, in Abu Dhabi, said that uh, he had a deal in place for Pacquiao versus Mikey Garcia. Uh, and he's suing him for three point five million, and and put a uh, is trying to put a hold on the uh, Earl Spence uh, Manny Pacquiao fight. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what how that pans out. I mean, you could, you yeah. know, I, I don't know. We don't know the details, but you could understand that, right? You could certainly see yeah. that because, I mean, you know, Mikey Garcia on Instagram, and you look at all the social media. It sure sounded like that fight was inked and it was done. That it was a done deal. It was kind of out of nowhere. We we got the Earl Spence fight. Right. So there's got to be some truth. To, to, yeah. to that when that when that's going on, it's not uh, you know hearsay. It's like no, I mean both camps believe that it's going to happen, and then it sounds like the Spence camp may have came in late in the game. So that's that that that's interesting. It's unfortunate because obviously I, that's the fight we wanted to see. We wanted Garcia and Pacquiao. Yeah, I, I I you know I don't know. We'll talk about the you know the Spence Pacquiao fight when it gets closer. I'm not going to. Um, ever um what's the word i'm looking for rick i'm not going to um underestimate i guess what manny yeah, pacquiao you don't, to, you don't want to count out manny pacquiao yeah i don't especially as long as he does not subject himself to vata testing <laughs> right uh-huh. i'm 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 always going to give him you know he's always got a dog in the fight but I, yeah i don't know we'll see about that one but yeah that's interesting yeah um and then that's it that's it for the news Excellent, Rick. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back with still got to do stat of the week, Rick. I know you got a stat for us out in Colorado, man. Yeah, I I got you something. Perfect. We'll do the stat of the week. And then don't forget, folks, uh, we're going to be gone. So you're not going to get round eight until what? uh, The 12th, I guess, of of July, right? We'll be back in a couple Mm -hmm. weeks, Rick. Yeah. Bite here at Standing Eight Count Studios in the interim. We'll be right back, folks. Pacific Coast Boxing. All right, Pacific Coast Boxing, Alfonso Ruiz and Rick Prado are back. Rick, before the stat of the week, I'm not going to let you get away. Just because you're in Colorado, Rick, that does not mean that you are exempt from selecting the locks of the week. People are out here right now taking their notepads out at this part of the show saying, hold on a second, I got the locks of the week coming. What are they, Rick? Yeah, no, yeah, definitely uh, Chris Colbert You know, in this uh, upcoming weekend. And then since we're not going to be here for... You know, two weeks, take Zerto Ramirez in the following week. There you go. I'm going to tell you something, by the way. I don't think that is as uh, as sure. I know it's your lock of the week, but I'm telling you, yeah. um, don't be surprised if Sullivan Barrera puts up a better fight than you think on yeah. that one. Because uh, I, I, just think, I, I just think Barrera, he's, he's looked old in his last couple of fights. And uh, I think uh, Zerto Ramirez is just going to be too young. Um I think I think time is caught up with Sullivan Barrera. You, no, you could be right. I mean, you, not could yeah. be right. You are right. I've seen him fight this last couple of times. Yeah. I just think that, you know, again, does he have one fight left on it? It's not just because necessarily because of Barrera. It's I am not sold on Gilberto Ramirez at the light heavyweight division. That That's my yeah. that's my consternation with the guy, man. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not convinced that he's a legitimate uh, light, uh, light, light heavyweight. So, all right, Rick. Um, okay, so we got your locks of the week. What do we yeah. got for the stat of the week? Okay, so for for stat of the week, um, you know, in in this day and age when uh, you know fighters are really worried about you know losing, you know, getting that loss on their record, and uh, you know, a loss doesn't really define a boxer. It's what he does after that loss. Um, we've got you know three fighters who lost their pro debut. You got Henry Armstrong, Bernard Hopkins, Juan Manuel, Manuel Marquez, you know, all Hall of Famers or future Hall of Famers. Um, and even, you know, you've got Alexis Targuera who lost his fourth fight and Lomachenko lost his, his second fight. 
Yeah. Yeah, the thing um that's 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 a good stat, Rick. What's interesting and that's the thing though, right? But in boxing for whatever reason, that coveted donut just yeah. it, it's just more meaningful, right? Than if you're talking PBC mm-hmm. or any of the other contact sports, right? But you're right. Yeah. And I'll tell you, right? You mentioned uh Alexis Argoya, of course, right? Good good call mm-hmm. on you to bring up my favorite fighter. Um yeah. back in those days, right? They would lose quite often because they would take fights sometimes that not only were they stay busy fights, but they were really just earn income fights because there was nothing else going on. And so what mm-hmm. would happen is they would take these fights where they truly, truly were not in any shape or condition, right? And so, and so, yeah, so that that's what happened. I mean, Arguello, yeah. by the way, even though it's not in his official record, supposedly did lose his first fight, but they didn't count it in his um, in in his actual pro debut. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, and and the other thing is, is that because of that, most fighters other than like what Lomachenko did, of course, he came in with a 396 and one amateur record. Most fighters really don't step up in competition until what, you know, 15th, 20th fight, right? Which makes, it's funny that you say Lomachenko, Rick, because it's funny because it's what makes what Teofimo Lopez did even more impressive, right? Fighting somebody of his caliber. What did he fight him at? Like his... 14th fight or something like that it was pretty yeah yeah it wasn't uh you know and Lomachenko probably fought less fights yes oh yeah, yeah. I, I mean I mean yeah so so it's um it, it's yeah unfortunately right unfortunately with boxing they try to protect that record because it's a little bit more and, you know okay here's a guy you look at an Erickson Lubin right um mm-hmm. who's you know very good fighter um, but he gets thrashed. He gets knocked out in round one, and all of a sudden, that's it, <laughs> yeah. right? He's not. He's not the real deal. He has to work himself up. It's one fight. He got caught by yeah. a good punch, right? Um, but all of a sudden, you know, he's immediately considered out of, out, out of the mix as being a legitimate hundred and fifty four pound fighter. Boxing, unfortunately. Does that to you, you know? Teofimo Lopez, yeah. by the way, had uh, he had fifteen fights going into the uh, Lomachenko fight. Okay. Yeah, not 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 much. I mean, he won a championship in fight number fourteen. Uh, fights oh. Nakatani at fight thirteen. So yeah, that that's the thing, man. Is a lot of fighters don't take that opportunity. But I think part of your stat of the week, Rick, shows that an early loss doesn't mean it's not going to be a productive career, right? Yeah. Tell you what is also not going to be unproductive, Rick. Our podcast, round number seven, is in the books. Rick, have a good rest of your trip in Colorado. Be safe in the Windy City. Uh, Can't wait to see you back here in beautiful Southern California. That'll be it for now, folks. Pacific Coast Boxing. I'll see you soon, Rick. Yeah, see you in two weeks. Yep.